0: Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Awesome. Um, If you are new around here or someone bribed you or dragged you here, um, or maybe told you there will be free cake and stuff afterwards. It, it's true. Um, my name is Werner. Um, I'm not the most important person here. We each have our jobs in the kingdom. Amen. And my job right now is to break open God's word for us. And um, if you look around this place, it's not my handiwork. Um but we each have a calling in Christ, isn't that true? And um, it's amazing when we, when we find that place and God starts to use us um, in small ways and in big ways. Amen. Great. Let's kick off tonight. Don't gonna grab i Yeah, I know. Uh, let's, let's then rather pray. Oh, uh, Father, we just want to welcome you in this place tonight. You are so welcome. This is your people, Lord. This is your church, Lord. What is Shofar? <laughs> we are nothing. There's a name above all names, Jesus. And so we make ourselves your servant to the best of our abilities, Lord, to do your work. And we welcome you in this place. Amen. Great. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about, I think there was a TV show. Crossing over, right? It's like someone who... of uh, Very bad, okay? This is not the same. Um, tonight I'm actually going to teach on the scripture um, where Joshua receives the command to take the Israelites over, crossing over the Jordan to the promised land. And um, it's very clear in the Bible that that Scripture is alive. Did you know that? The Word of God is alive if the Holy Spirit breathes on it while you read it. Did you also know that the Bible is not a magical book? Okay, if someone just opens it and starts copying it, but the heart is disconnected, it, it, it's, it's not magic, alright? Uh, but God is alive. And God, the Holy Spirit, takes Scripture and blends it through our eyes into our spirits and then it becomes alive. Alright? So it's a good prayer to pray before you read the Bible. Holy Spirit, I give this moment to you. Show me what this means so that I may not read Scripture and walk away like I just read the newspaper. Alright? But... The true thing about scripture is that any passage in the Bible is alive, all right, through the Holy Spirit, and can be applied in your life. Some, some passages is a bit more difficult. That's why we have church and Bible school, and there's some awesome books out there. Good, good Bibles with commentaries also help you, but at the end, the gospel is still simple, okay? The Savior came, He died for you so that you may ask for the forgiveness of your sins and then live for Him for the rest of your life. That's the essence of the gospel, Okay, and the Bible's here there to help us. Now, I can take any scripture and teach through it systematically, and it would be able to apply to your life. That's true. What I feel with tonight's word is that not only is it an applicable word, the scriptures are life, but I also sense that it's something very important for us right now. Okay, so in the Bible, in Bible there's two types of time, okay? Just, I've just got my teacher hat on for a moment. you got Kronos time. Tijd loop met die medi dag, met maand. Kronos, okay? I guess soveel jaar uit, okay? Um, and scripture will always be true. In all of Kronos, again, okay? and al die tijd wat kom, gaan skrif waar wees. But, there's also a kairos time. It's a now moment. For example, if I say, um, if there's a scripture at this stage which just summarizes and speaks into your life right now, it's a kairos moment for you because you're just grabbing onto that. But that scripture was true last week as well. Are you with me? It's just the moments of the times in your life and then God uses these kairos times in your life, and some of you will remember the first time you walked into church, you didn't want to come, someone walked over, extended a hand, and there was a Kairos moment, you never left again. Okay, because God is in charge of time. Now, I believe what's going to be said tonight is a Kairos moment for us. I don't know how this is going to unfold, I just, God just presses it on my heart, so don't let me lose you tonight, all right? Okay, Great. Let's, let's read together. We're reading in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, alright, and we're reading into Joshua. Those two books, they contain the same story, but the one ends, and so you have to continue into Joshua. So this is the last seven verses in Deuteronomy, and then we're going to read into Joshua. Je moet lekker aandag geven, want questions vraal, okay? So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in the valley in the the land of Moab, opposite, opposite Beth Peor, but no one knows the place of his burial to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eye was undimmed and his vigor unabated. What that verse just says is when he died, he was still a strong man. Okay? His eyes was not dimmed and he still had vigor. All right? It's important to note these little things in Scripture. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. Then the days of the weeping and mourning for Moses were ended, and Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him, so the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. And there has not arisen a prophet since, a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him for all the signs and the wonders that, he, that the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land. And for all the mighty power and all the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. That's the last verse to Deuteronomy. Okay? We're carrying on with the story. After the death of Moses, it almost seems like it's in the same book. The servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. We're just reading a story here. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Just as I has promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you. All the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give him. Now, I want to talk about crossing over tonight. And let me just describe what I mean by that, because... I want to give it quite a broad meaning. We're talking about one man who dies and another one who takes his place. Okay? So there's a crossing over of leadership. They must cross the Jordan. All right? It's interesting. uh, Here it's speaking about succession, one man to another. But I also want you to think internally. Paul um, writes, I think it's on there in Galatians 2.20. See what he says. Check for the crossing over. He says, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. He crossed over. There was a change once he did not know God, and now he does. All right. I think I've got another example there. Yes, the one in um, 2 Corinthians. We could just fly that. Therefore, check this out. If anyone is in Christ, he's a... New creation, the oldest passed away. Behold, the newest come. So, what I want you to do is, I want you to think of crossing over in quite a broad sense, because this message is more prophetic than what it is literal. Okay. Um, just to use these two as an example, they are getting married. Who will Five Eira? Five years. And says Dah. Okay. Great. Okay. So, so, Vian will become a husband. Right now, he's not a husband, okay? But he will have a new role, okay? So, maybe tonight what, what you, you can do is think about what's happening because you are crossing over. You're moving on. Are you with me? Okay, when I spend time with God in the mornings and he opens his, my eyes to see his word and I accept, and I say, yes, Lord, you are. I need to say sorry for this sin. I want to follow. There's a leaving behind. Okay, so, so, so go wide and see what God wants to say to you tonight. Amen? Great. So I want to give you four points of crossing over. That's important. What you can also say is growth, okay, transition to grow in God. Now, if you get this, and you take it to heart, you will be an ever-growing believer, becoming more and more and more like Christ. If there's one thing you will not find in the Bible, okay, it's that someone who believes God gets to a place where they build a fortress emotionally to say, I will never change. Okay. No, it's it's the opposite. There's always change, it's growing to be more like Christ. More like Christ. Uh, John the Baptist says, I must become less. He must become more. At one stage, no, my whole life, my whole life I'm growing, I'm becoming more like Christ. Okay? Even the Israelites, God loves them. They're God's people. They move. Now they must cross to the Jordan. Then they go and live in Jerusalem. Then they are put out. Then they must go back. There's constant moving to follow after God. Okay? That is a plane for tonight. That's where we are at. So, four points on crossing over or growing. Before we, um, yeah, keep it there, Chris. I want to ask a trick question. Can I? Okay, yes. Who buried Moses? Oh, he's Lamenta. Islam. Can we go to slide number 10, please? Check this out. Moses, a servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord, and he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Beor. And no one knew where he was buried. Who buried Moses? God himself. <laughs> it's intense. God buried Moses. He was face to face with God so many times on the mountain, the two of them. They 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 had time together. His, his face became radiant. God gave him the Ten Commandments. He spoke with God. God saw a feeble young man who was scared to speak to Pharaoh. became a great leader. He sat with God on mountaintops. God buried him. No one knows where he was buried. We get to the implication in a moment. Well, let's do it. Why? Why? Why, why not give his body to Israel and say, let's go bury this man? Probably, most, people, most scholars would say this. God did not want these people to make a memorial stone. And stay there and not move on. These are a group of people. Let me tell you what happens. Moses is on the mountain, just a little bit too long. They go to Aaron. They say, no, we don't know where Moses is. We need a God to worship. They take all the jewelry of the people. They make a calf. They say, behold your God who delivered you. This is is a group of people. They just made a God. (laughs) Moses comes down the mountain, almost gets a heart attack. And... He asks Aaron, what's going on? No, we threw the jewelry into the fire and out came a calf. That's it, exactly what they say. Go, go see. So God takes Moses. Eyes still undimmed. still has vigor. And God buries him where no one knows. And they weep. Number one, allow God to bury and to resurrect. Moses is 120 years old. All his fathers was older than him, 130 and up. Scripture says he's still strong. You can see why why take him. God, God decided it's time for his burial. And he took him and he laid him to rest somewhere. Because it was time to cross over, and Joshua had to do the job. There there was a transition that needed to happen, and it required a burial. All right? Now, as you read Scripture, see this within yourself. We can just go up one slide. Let's go again to slide 11, please. Just, Just see this burial. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. There's parts of this man that is buried. I'll tell you a few things about myself. or I'll apply it. There's parts of the old person in my life that God buried at places, and luckily I don't know where to find it. There's a man, this is me, who had a heart so evil before Jesus saved me, that there's parts of me that he took and he buried. A lot of a sin I lay down when I was a young, young man at the age of 18, a lot of those things man deals with, pornography, looking at women the wrong ways, I've, I've never encountered those things as a sin over my life again, because he buried it. You see, he does that. Allow him to bury Allow to, to put his hand into your life and lay to rest. Be, because he's going somewhere with you. I'm glad the old pieces, I don't know where they are. In Colossians 1.13, it's not on there. It says, we're talking about crossing over. It says, he transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into his kingdom of light. Whenever that happens, something needs to die. Something needs to be laid to rest. Something needs to be buried. Allow Him to do that to you. Doesn't matter who you are in this place tonight. If you are here because someone brought you, yeah, maybe you've had a past, you got hurt with church and you're not sure, (laughs) lay it to rest. He's here tonight. He's here tonight. Lay it to rest. If you are here, member in this church and you are growing, don't stop putting to death the parts of you that belongs in a grave. Because the less you become, the more He can be. This is the essence. The first, we can't get Beyond this, there is no growing without the dying of self. What did Jesus mean when he said, pick up your cross? That thing will put to death parts of your heart for as long as you live. Things that will hurt you. I know I'm going a few layers deeper tonight. We need to eat this. We need to take this, alright? Allow God to bury and resurrect. The people had to face it. Check this out. And the people of Israel wept for Moses in the plains, we're going on, of Moab three days. Then the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. They were ended. Okay, there's an end to it. And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of a spirit. So Moses died. Joshua was there. Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and did as the Lord commanded Moses. I'm just carrying on into the book of Joshua. Look at this promises. Every place that the soul of your foot will tread upon, I've given to you, Joshua, just as I has promised to Moses. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. All right, God's word. Now, number two, not going to be long tonight. Where God leads, there are new promises, new things for you and for me. He takes you up to face something that looks like death. Okay? He's leading you to, to walk away from something or to walk into something, but it it it, it is a it, it's like your your driver, like God. God, I've been doing it like this for so many years. Surely you can't save me. Maybe you've carried on with a type of sin, or I don't know what gets you down. You're like, no, surely you can't. Let him take it, because on the other side, there's Joshua. Where he leads, there are new promises. Do not settle for what you can see. Trust Him. Faith. In this next season, church, we need to cross over. We need to grow. We need to go for it. We need to die many deaths so that we can receive fresh promises. How do you discover these promises? Often through tears. Often through tears, often through the unknown, because what God is doing is He is developing in you faith. And if you can see it, and if you can work it out, and if you've got it all figured out, then it's not faith; it's good calculations, which is also good. Thanks for the engineers, because if the sussel plants plant go like this, oh, boof, we're all dead. Okay? We need good calculations. We also need faith. And he wants to grow your faith. And he's gentle and he's kind and he will start somewhere with you. Amen. But he wants to teach you to trust him when you don't know what's around the corner. But it's only after Moses has died that the people turn to Joshua. The new promise can only be handed to you once you've trusted him and laid down the old one. Amen? Let's go on. So it says, Joshua, the son of Nun, I'm just going around the scripture from different angles. He had the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. Now, what I want you to look at verse 10, 11, is just look at this great man, it walked before Joshua. There has not arisen a, pro- a prophet since in Israel like Moses. It says, Moses, there's not been one like Moses. He is it. Whom the Lord knew face to face. None like him, it says again. None like him for all the signs and the wonders. This is a man who walks past a rock. Qua, water comes out. Okay, this is an incredible leader. Think about it. There's a lot of people that's thirsty. This man beats a rock. Water comes out. I mean, I mean, uh, just picture it for a moment. door, no problem. Qua. This is a man who stands in front of an ocean millions of people walk through. It is Janine, okay? There's been none like him. Faces Pharaoh face to face. Oh, Danse dance dan donker. It's it's just crazy. There's never been a man like Moses. And scripture says it, it's not hiding away from that. But luckily, here's Joshua. <laughs> full of a spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. Moses is dead. Okay? Now, here's the thing. Joshua is not Moses. <laughs> There's none like Moses, right? Joshua, his job is not to try and be Moses. Uh, that would be an epic fail. Scripture says there's none like Moses. Joshua's different. He's got the spirit of wisdom, but he's, but he's different. What is Scripture saying to us here? I heard a great quote last week, and it's my point number three. Number three, check this out. In crossing over, in growing... God cannot change the person you are pretending to be. <laughs> okay, because it's not authentic. It doesn't help Joshua trying to be Moses. No, Joshua, me in the It's different. Where he's taking you, it's different. Hey, let's let, let's talk about our church for a moment. If you are visiting us, uh, don't feel excluded. But let me just do this for a moment. As a church, we often say we want to be the hands of feet, the hands and feet of Jesus in this town. We want to do Christ. We want to be Christ in this church. We in this town. We want to grow. God cannot change the church we are pretending to be. <laughs> So here's the thing. If we've got stuff, let's talk about it. If we've got issues, let's not ignore it. It's who we are. It's what we have. Once we are authentic, God can say, be of great courage. Where you, wherever you go, wherever you place your foot, I'll be with you. Where you set your foot, I've given that land to you. Only be courageously strong. Okay? God cannot change the person you are pretending to be. You want to grow spiritually? I'm back to you personally. Make a peace with the things in life that you suck at, okay? Because it cannot be more than mine, all right? <laughs> it's like a challenge on? <laughs> be authentic. You are who you are. That's just the truth. And if God's gonna take you over the journey, if he's gonna grow you, just say, this is who I am. I've got issues. Hey, he's also given you great gifts. But it's different than maybe what you see in me or someone else. Moses is dead. Okay? He's gone. It's a different time. Okay? There's food. So it's not going to rain bread. It's, it's, it's different where he's taking you. It is different. Munibur, Met wat seen en wat ken He's leading you. He wants to grow you. Which means you need to cross the Jordan. You look back. That's okay. Remember the days. Speak about his goodness. But spiritually go over. Casting aside all these things on me, I'm looking forward unto Christ. He wants to grow you. And for each and every one in this congregation, this is a season of growth. And you need to figure it out. Because there's a grace to grow in the next season. Open your heart, take that step of faith, go for it, okay? if something freaks you out, be honest about it. it. Says, I'm so scared of this. That's okay. You're not the only one. But the promises to Joshua is to Joshua, is to who he is, with, with his weaknesses, with his strengths, God cannot change the person that you are pretending to be. You know, Moses wasn't perfect. It was none like him. Let me tell you something. Sorry for the visual. So, Moses, I don't know what he's thinking about, but he forgets to circumcise his son. Back then, you had to do it. Okay? So, his wife is scared that God's going to you know, punish him. So, his wife circumcises the son, takes the piece of skin. This is not a joke, it's a scripture. And touches Moses' feet with it. Read the Bible. (coughs) To make him feel what she just did. Moses wasn't always (laughs) on top of it. He had his weaknesses. That's okay. That's Moses. Scripture says, God was with him face to face. Your weaknesses does not qualify you to do great things for God in this world. What will disqualify you is you sitting on the sidelines having a pretty party. Can I get one amen? he buy a Pentecostal. Okay, done. Great. Yes. We've got a Pentecostal sister here. <laughs> but if you come like you are, wow, He can do such amazing things with you and your weaknesses. He'll give you an Aaron. He'll give you someone in a small group, in the church. He'll give you someone to help you. Okay? Maybe it's, it's your wife in a way. Where you are weak, that person is strong. God, God is not worried about weaknesses. What is a thing for him is hypocrisy. Okay? The hiding of weaknesses and the magnifying of strengths. Nah. You are who you are. Okay? Let's grow the real thing to be more like Christ. And we need to put our faith out for that. Church, hey, if you're visiting us for the first time, you are so welcome. We've got a small group where you can slot in. You can be part of a journey as well. But here's the thing, we we must move. We must grow. Amen? Last one. Are you ready? Joshua 1 verse 2, repeating a lot of these verses, putting the emphasis on different parts. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land that I'm giving you, giving them. Number four, when God moves you, don't go alone. Don't go alone. Take your small group with you on your journey. If you're a small group leader, praise God, you've got the perfect setup. Trusting for growth. Take the small group with you on the journey. As a pastor, my heart is to take the church with on my journey. As an individual, make sure there's someone you have an accountability partner, someone you you share scriptures with or drink coffee with. Take don't go alone. Okay. That's why we are here. That's why we are a body, different parts. Right? Each have our own gifts, own stuff. Praise God, some can sing. Praise God, some that cannot sing can do something else. Okay? Yes. Hey, with God, often the hidden parts are the most important. Amen? Just because you can see a nose doesn't make it more important than a heart, which you cannot see. Okay? Whatever your gift is, bring it. When God moves you, don't go alone. Because when you move, there's nothing greater than moving with God. There's nothing greater than ever growing. But it's when you move when you get flat tires. It's when you move when you get traffic. It's when you move when you run out of gas. There's issues on the road. Okay, Let's, let's be honest about it. So don't go alone. Go with others. That's what God wants. Amen. I this this is just a handle. Um, this is just a start. I think we're going to be on this field for a few weeks because I think God is preparing us as a church and as individuals to, to just be excited about where He's taking us. And I'm excited for you guys, each one of you. I'm excited. We're all young in the Lord, amen? Whether we know Him for 15 years, 30 years, whether we are 20 years old or, I don't know, 50. It doesn't matter. We're all young in God, right? Compared to what we will see when we meet Him. I mean, we're, we're all young. We're all journeying. So let's go together. Let's stand up tonight. Let's stand up. You know what? There's a... You know that feeling when you... When you... You had something against someone or... I don't know. You you wonder how it's going to feel in the office because there was a fight yesterday and... You know, you, you you can't really stay at home. You must go to work. I mean, who's experienced that before? Relina, you on top stairs, and i the office. And and then you go there, and uh, it's like, and and then there's 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 words of grace, and it's like. The world has just fallen off your shoulders, and like, okay, I'm not gonna die. Who's experienced that before? Okay, now we're like that before God because we take us ourselves way too serious. Okay, and He's calling us to take steps of faith, and then we hold on to these things that weighs us down. And I just want to challenge each and every one of you yet: take your next step. Doesn't matter how small. It will feel like the world falls off your shoulders. Because one step in the direction of obedience, it, it breaks you out of that place where you've been maybe seated for way too long. Maybe you're afraid. You know how many people, they're afraid of church because the perception is that the people at church, they are perfect. Listen come to my house you'll be delivered in an hour okay nothing is perfect about believers alright that's okay cross over don't stay keep on looking for Moses' grave you're not going to find it okay look forward I know it's not a specific word but I know for each one year it is specific, if you take it.